sit down is with Asher Rogers. He has just released a new project called The Project, which is a six-part, 10-minute-per-episode um, series about two people producing um, a film, basically, in and around New York. I've known Asher for years. He's been doing all sorts of creative stuff. Um, he's been doing very funny stuff. He's been doing different types of um, entertainment for years. So seeing him play music, seeing him do kind of dance documentary on VHS type projects, um, seeing him not too long ago release um, the pilot episode of a series he put together called Illegal Allen. Um, all that is kind of in line with seeing him release this new project called The Project, uh, which you can find online um, right now. It's out and very funny. So, um, yeah, basically reached out to Asher and just asked him to um, riff with me for a little bit about specifically this project. Um, and we get into a few uh, other areas of creative or life talk or procrastination talk, but uh, a lot of it is really just the tone of this and the evolution of the production and the production team and the friends and production value and editing and what kind of mics you might use for this kind of thing and or what kind of shooting ratio you might have when you get into the editing room when you're dealing with improv or comedy. Um, so it was uh, great to riff with them as always. And um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Yeah, good. Um, Write it down, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time I saw you, I think, was 2017 when I was living in Nashville for like a month, and then, uh, then since then, I think I've, I think I've been back in New York the whole time since then. I think I don't know. I, I kind of bounce around, but mostly been in New York uh, for the last 10 years or so. Um, but since I saw you. I'm trying to think. I mean, usually I what will happen is like every few years I'll move around and have to then like restart life and then like a f- it'll take a few years to like start doing anything ever again. So I probably didn't do much except work for a few years after the last time I saw you. And then I made a pilot with my buddy Haldane f- like right before COVID. Was that um, the um, where you had an issue with um, citizenship? Yes. Okay, it was cool. a, Alan? a pilot called Illegal Allen. Yeah, yeah cool. Illegal Allen. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that was kind of the first thing that I really tried to do, I guess, in, in, in film world. I've done a lot of sketch stuff, a lot of uh, like stupid video things on my own for years, but I've not really pursued acting or direct creating uh, of this kind of stuff. Right. So that was our that was my at least first kind of swing at like, oh, I guess I'm going to claim I do this now. And um, thank God I had uh, my my buddy and partner Haldane McFall, who is the uh, cameraman, director, editor, like the the guy who makes everything look nice. Right, right. Because I don't know I don't know anything about stuff like that. I, I mean, I know what I like, but yeah. Uh, so luckily, I have a buddy who, um, and he actually he used to play bass in the band I was in. So we're, we're longtime buddies, and we both kind of have warped into film somehow right right and um, know each other creatively and kind of the personalities yeah yeah we click on multiple levels like that so so it's so it's a great partnership in that respect uh it's also uh great because we both are broken like i can't afford to like rent a team to do stuff so everything we do is really like me and haldane right right alone doing it um 
so it's also very cheap for that you know it's like it doesn't cost us anything which is cool but we're we have to create projects that are based on basically free you know free filming locations and stuff like yeah. this uh so all of our ideas so far have not been like what we necessarily would just write uh on paper it's it's been more like what can we film with just you and me right and these three places that we're allowed to film or whatever so uh but i still i mean i like our ideas but it's it's just like for us we're such uh we're the you know the first first level of indie as far as we don't have any budget so so our ideas are are really formulated based on those limitations yeah which is Um, smart because there's a there's a time and a place to just write and just see what happens and then there's also Mm -hmm a time and a place where you've made a few things and you've talked to people about budget and you've seen limitations or how quick the money can go here or there and you realize what is the free production value I have sitting here? Like does somebody own a, uh, right. I mean, I've said this before, but like does somebody own a bowling alley or something spectacular for zero dollars yeah, yeah. that we can move on? That's, I mean, that's Truly. just smart and a good way to do it. And not to get too like, the you know, cinematic on it history wise, but Casavetti's was to me one of the earliest most important indie American filmmakers and that dude was shooting stuff like in houses you know what I mean it was all mm-hmm. just people talking yeah, yeah. in relationship and st- I mean obviously he ran around towns too I'm thinking of one movie yeah, in particular yeah. but um, huge respect to anybody that can show up and just try to I mean it's cool if you have an amazing camera and a sweet crane and all these uh, hair and makeup is you know so so great but huge props in my mind to people that show up and the idea and the storytelling and or character and or whatever tools you're using in that sense that's what it's built on um totally i mean yeah yeah. yeah. anyway keep you can keep whatever but i definitely rely yes i mean for for me again like i'm not really i wouldn't call myself even a performer necessarily or like a i I don't know what i am I, i like comedy and i like making things yeah. Um, I really like editing. I like, yeah, I, I like a lot of different elements of it, but I don't really know what I am other than someone who likes other people's stuff and will, and like, like I like to pull the people that I just think are very funny that I know in, into right. our projects because, because they're all awesome, hilarious people. And, and you know, the same way it's like, we'll write something for my friend BJ or for whoever, because we're like, you're the person we're not casting this we're like or we're not taking auditions it's just like this is written for you we know you can nail it so so there's really like kind of like less risk in that way too because we're not asking someone to to go in an uncomfortable place really we're writing right. stuff for people's personalities um and stuff that they're open to doing you don't have to really pitch them you know it's something in their right zone right and, enjoy. and most of them are most of them are also performers on some level. There's only a couple friends that aren't regular performers that I've sucked into this the stuff we make. But right. most of them are, yeah, they're used to doing wilder stuff than what I'm asking them to do. So, um, but yeah, that's that's also an incredible um, tool. Is good people like right. re, like good actors, good people that can that can maybe not goods a you know that's a, that's a I guess that's too vague of a word, but someone specifically that you want that style and that thing to happen. Right, tonally um, they can hit it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I believe in being very controlling about those things because ultimately, like, if you're making, if you have a vision for something, it's like, well, then you can probably make it. Right. If you don't really have an idea of what it's going to be, then, I mean, who knows what it's going to become? I, I, I've never done something like that, really. Right. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm, yeah. I like to. I like to get involved in all the things. That's why it's great to to be such a small team because it's not like we have to run ideas by anyone. It's just like, do me and Hal think this is funny or? 
you know, it's just a, a simple, yeah. quick process. I'm allowed to be controlling is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm rewarded for it. Yeah. No, that's great, man. I mean, sooner or later, if the more you can simplify who's making the decision or you split certain areas of it up well, which it sounds like y'all mm-hmm. talk creatively, but he leans into the technical and then you can kind of be there to like fine tune the tone, which like it's the same right, mindset yeah. you're saying with the people, you know, like what locations do we have that look good? or that give us space mm-hmm. or that we have a chance at good audio in and then right, what yeah, people yeah. can show up and not overact it or take it in a too aggressive way. And I mean, it's so funny because every time you turn the corner in a video and film, um, especially narrative, there's like, Oh, well this is the most important thing. If you don't have this, you don't have anything. And then you, you're like, cool, mm-hmm. got it. And then you turn a corner and you're like, well, if you don't have this, it's the same, like you got to have a location that works. And then if your people aren't there and can't deliver and keep it on the tracks, that's, then you're done. And then, well, right, then right. what the heck are you even going to make then after that? You know, some extra scenes. What's that? I hope you write some extra scenes because you might have to cut some because <laughs> right. this is how it is. Which honestly, and I'm fighting jumping in, into the pro talking about the project um, because it's so... I mean, I pull it up again just to refresh myself with, you know, a taste of it earlier today. Mm-hmm. And a minute in, uh, I was laughing. And I'll, I'll fill you in on specifically what's what was so funny about it to me. But it's so much of this stuff. Um, but Illegal Island, was that, that... That was more narrative, straightforward, right? Or that wasn't documentary. Or am I just for misremembering it? No, that's correct. Yeah, that, that we were treating it like we wanted to make something potentially sellable was right. the idea. Like... Something that, that looks good and it's yeah. simple. Oh, you yeah. could reshoot this with better stars, you know. Right. We're really just trying, yeah, trying to make something sellable. And it was a premise that, that fit then, or that could could move, could live, could move on, could, could continue. Yeah, yeah. There was, that was actually part of the painful part of it is, is we made one episode in the time that we thought we could make eight. Because, again, there's no crew. There's no, there's, it's just us. Right. And also, you know, we're not paying anyone to be in this. So we're really, the schedules are like, when can you do this? Even if it's two months away, it's like, okay. Right. So when can you text me back any kind of answer? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So that was a, a interesting scenario because we had like eight or 12, like a bunch of episodes written and created and like this cool story arc. And then we were only able to make one. So it was like, we didn't get to showcase where we thought the idea would go, but so it was an interesting learning curve, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, that we kind of bit off more than we could chew at that point. The OA is a TV show that was on Netflix a few years ago that is totally different tone, but great TV show, dramatic, um, abstract, whatever, and similar thing. I heard them, how they put together this huge arc and end of season two, it just got chopped off. It was done. Oh, and so yeah. It's something you need to want to do, but holy cow, that's I, even remembering them literally saying that's why people say don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. be careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just Had like, to I'm, learn the lesson. I was, I, I wonder, can we just do a contract thing in there where if you guys chop this off, we're allowed to release a graphic novel to finish it or something? Because me as, right, a, yeah. as a viewer, I was dying to just see the story finish. Um, oh, yeah. So many shows like that are just, they don't, they're not given an end, and you're like, Okay, right. that's not satisfying for even if I didn't really love the show. It's like you can't just stop in the middle of it. Right. It's, it's and then it's like releasing a musical album that it just stops halfway through one of the songs. Right. Like, in the middle done. of a like, chorus. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then then you look at the history of TV, and that is this painful reality of people people that get chopped off, 
or people that just get pushed and pushed and pushed and are like, I don't know how to make any more ideas come out of this. Um, mm-hmm. And that yeah. sounds actually, and then there's all these, there's so much gold on both ends and in the middle of it that I don't mean it to be a negative thing, but it's interesting. Yeah. The episode, no, it's, it's shocking how much, uh, yeah. I mean, me and um, one of my best buddies who, you know, Will Hooper, who's also a star of the project. And one of the things great. we have to do is, yeah, he's so funny. But one of the things we love to, we love to like look up old sitcoms that, we've never heard of but they they were on the air for some point in time and there was like uh um what's his name george costanza Ale- jason alexander had like a sitcom right after seinfeld was no he one sing- never saw was he it. singing was it musical no it was like he was like a, a architect or something okay. and he was supposed to be the badass it was really it was it, there's a reason it didn't work and it was horrible kramer also michael richards he had a sitcom where he's the head of a news agency all this stuff that like you you didn't even see it, but it was there, and it's like with some people worked really. Hard. So whoever, whatever young writer got a job on that show was like, "Fuck yes, we're doing this, launching it, yeah, job writing for TV. It's gonna be the next Seinfeld." Then, yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, it's yeah. not, and no one's gonna remember it either. It won't right. even be talked about, right? Or maybe the next um, Frasier, yeah. some sort of like semi spinoff. Although those weren't yeah, yeah, spinoff. That's what they were hoping for. Sure, and I mean, and that's every single project. There's another mm-hmm. thing you got to show up and really go for it, even if you realize it's right. Yeah, because you don't know. Yeah, well, uh, Elaine uh, uh, Dreyfus, she Julie Louis, Louis Dreyfus, she had a pretty mm-hmm. successful thing with Veep, I guess. Right? I mean, people see. Yes, talk about but that, that took so long for her to be Good able. Point. To, I mean, didn't she have the the Adventures of Old or Young Christine or something? She had a sitcom for a few years, also. That, right. Again, it's kind of forgotten. And then was in but, three different versions of an NCIS that all failed, and then came back. Oh, was she? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That'd oh. be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on her shades and delivering one-liners. Oh, that um, would be badass. So then, um, the project that was an I- it feels like it was an idea, um, almost like a mini series or something, where it it felt like you guys conceived what you made you know if that makes sense like a more like a yes film, yes right um, we got to finish it yeah yeah because yeah, it, was it, kind it wrapped of the... up great i thought oh thank you yeah yeah it, it, i won't it was, say anything it was definitely... to give it away but there's um there's a lot to chew on and laugh with throughout but then there's also um a clean rap and a nice like twist there or, I mean not like twists like oh my god he's the bad guy but it feels it feels <laughs> right you know yeah yeah well it was kind of the, yeah the design was like we want to do something with many episodes or you know whatever a handful of episodes because we weren't able to in the last one so we the design kind of started there like what could we film many episodes of like what style and it kind of boiled down to the, well documentary style is kind of the easiest way if we're improving, if we're not having to go through scripts and do a bunch of crazy stuff like that um so that was kind of start of some of the building blocks of that was like okay we're going to do a mockumentary kind of thing sure um, we're also, you know, we, everyone's a big Christopher Guest fan. We, we love that stuff. And I was like, you know, I'll just, we'll try to directly rip that off. It might be long enough that we're allowed to do that. Right. If, so, if we shoot as, as close as we can, we will miss enough to be completely original yes, and creative. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, that's, so that was part of the idea. And then the original, the actual original idea um, conceptually for the project was supposed to be that each episode we're adding more people to help and it's getting more confusing. It's supposed to be just like too many cooks. But again, scheduling, we realized we can't, we can't get one of these, even one of these people to be here for each of these shoots. Like there's right. no, we, without paying people, it's just how it is, you know? Right. 
Um, Which it fits, but that's the wisdom or the, you know, whatever it is of conceiving something that is going to work that way. You're not writing something with two guys with four Ferraris each that are doing their 10th movie. You're doing something where those guys would love to get all those people together at once and would not be able to, you know, so that fits. Yeah, so the original idea was just too many cooks, and it was about, yeah, two friends that are trying to film a movie, and every person they add starts to change the genre of the movie because they weigh in with their opinions. And so it was supposed to be kind of every episode, the genre flips. And at one point, we were you know we were even going to take it out of moviedom, and it was going to be like someone convinces them they're a band. And right. you know, we had a lot of wild ideas, me and Will, about like where it could go. Which is funny. Um, that, that's, that makes sense that it, it is exhausting that you would change genre every month or every week of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And try to find a way to justify it, too. Also, the original idea we thought would be really funny is um, at the end of the episode, you see what we filmed that episode. And it was somehow it was supposed to be like, we have to alter the same footage each time to make it fit the new genre. Right. That was part of the, the idea. Um, Soundtrack is huge. Yeah, just like we'll change the lighting, we'll change the music. Yeah, exactly. Just like alter the mood. Mm-hmm. and uh, Turn the synth to just, a banjo real quick. Mm-hmm. Then it's a comedy. <laughs> so that was yeah. So things got things changed, changed, changed it, and shifted it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we kind of found this format of just like we're adding people each episode, but then they kind of quit when they realize we suck, right. or we disregard them because they're they're too good for us or for whatever reason, or being too honest um, with you or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if anyone is telling us we're wrong, uh-huh. we're not gonna like it. But but we do take their ideas usually. Right. We do oh, shift the genre each episode. It's not it, you. Your characters don't understand why they have a problem with not having an idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what? Why are they so hung up on needing something to do? We just want to do it. Why do yeah, they need yeah, to know what filming. it is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So it's very you know, hyper hyper naive and obnoxious versions of ourselves, um, and just like our funniest friends that we got to to come in and and uh, I mean it's all pretty much all improvised. I mean there's there's like structural ideas of where scenes have to go, but right. um, but yeah, everyone nailed it. Um, Does, I would say w- Will Hooper's transformation is is the funniest thing to me, like because his character goes from being kind of the quiet writer guy to being the lead asshole cocky actor i'm truly laughing so hard right now (laughs) sorry (laughs) he does great sorry if you're hearing uh uh, any sounds in the background there's a literal rave going on next door setting off car let's take that energy and feed it right in Uh, yeah no i mean well i'm i'm cutting you off a little bit with my laughing but just like i was saying the first couple first minute i think i looked at the timing because when i first started chuckling i was like a minute and 10 seconds in and then by two minutes in, you would hit like three different notes. But, you know, they can't even find something to write on, which is such... Yeah. Good. It's like, yeah. get ready, because that's everything. Um, right. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I want to win paper, this race. Can't find a pen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to win this race, and I can't even drive. Um, right, And then right, just, yeah. just the admission of it possibly being embarrassing is making me laugh right now. Like, we don't... It would be really embarrassing within the first two minutes. And then your yeah. character's mentioning top-notch, creative, artistic, tonal filmmaking. Um, um, now I'm blanking on the production company. A24. Oh, we were like A24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the yeah. Part, which I think comes up maybe three times, um, and each time yes. gets better and better. 
Um, or there's one point where your character, somebody just says A24, and you're back, you're like, yeah, okay, yes, that, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which I get it. That's the beauty of a good joke. I don't need to explain that. That some people are like, what is that? Um, and other people, it's killing them. But. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. the first two minutes well, for just, me. And the overall, that's what in there I enjoyed. You know what I mean? It's just the yeah, um, yeah, vulnerability totally. and the go for itness. Like you said, hyper naive. Yes, yes. We, I mean, me and Will uh, and Hal, we, we all love uh, what some would call cringe comedy. Like we love awkwardness <laughs> and, um, you know, just like I, I just, that's just like my lane of comedy. So this, yeah, there's a, we really tried to play it pretty dry and real i mean we were hoping that people if they stumbled upon this series they would think it was a real documentary like we're really trying to to not wink at the camera yeah um so like there's a lot of fighting a lot of arguing a lot of like disagreeing about ideas and stuff um that we were hoping would feel nice and real i mean it does feel by real. the end it is quite absurd but but still you know we're trying to play it real no it feels um and that's part of why it goes down so well is y'all's y'all's stuff um the back and forth of that duo it just feels very honest and um even just in again in that first two minutes just trying to think of that the will's character asking why did you keep that um is just so oh yeah you know, an empty notebook yeah, yeah. exactly so <laughs> but with no paper in it. <laughs> yeah um so and i didn't even rewatch this i'm now remembering the squeaky chair problem that comes immediately after yeah that. it's basically yeah it's basically like these two guys they want to do this but they also seem to find any way to not do it like right. they're getting distracted they're always smoking they're always they're they're getting sucked into wrong avenues right um and that's I can I can relate to that I can relate to that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to celebrate um, a small step sometimes too, or trick yourself into taking a break when nothing has really yeah. Been there's accomplished. just there's so many times where I'm like I'm gonna write and then I'm like right after I clean my room, even though I have yeah. no desire, there's no need to just find a, find something yeah. to do that's not the thing you're supposed to do. Which deep down you know you maybe just want to try to be motivated to clean your room, so you tell yourself you're gonna do something awesome and then just do that. Instead. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're like, at least I did something positive. Yeah. Like, well, you didn't do the one thing you said you were going to do today. Right. Um, and not, I'm kind of thinking about the production side of the project, too. What was? The, did you mention how long um, the gathering of all this was in terms of production? It was over the course of, I think, I think two months okay. we were slowly filming. Yeah. Um, I believe it was two months, yeah. Right, gotcha. And, yeah, and uh, I just remembered another fun limitation was uh, Hal bought, so I guess he got, he, I think he bought mics for this, but basically we had we have four lapel mics. Okay. So that means can't be more than four people in a scene. That's just how it goes, you know? Right. So, like, that was another thing we realized about if we were to stack punch, a bunch of people, it's like, well, we can't have 20 people with, we don't, you know, this is not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was limited but but structured, you know. It and it and it kind of makes sense. It's like it would have been wild to have a, a more people right. in the scene than we already had because it was because we're improvising, quote unquote. So we're just talking over each other, and and um, I'm sure that was not that much fun for Hal to edit. <laughs> right. There was you know that's just like our style is like we're just gonna we're gonna railroad each other here. Yeah, and that I mean. 
that my question there kind of or what comes to mind is what are you running i mean the editing of all this right because anytime you say improv mm-hmm. it's like cool that means clear your schedule and post to some degree right um, yes but what oh i think we had i think we had oh god i wish i remembered the amount of hours of footage we had because how like you gave us a total of how much footage we had versus what it gets whittled down to i think it was like it's like six or eight hours of footage that gets whittled down to be six 10 minute episodes right right okay so a six to one, a seven to one ratio, if you, you know, an eight to one ratio somewhere in there. A lot of stuff getting cut. Right. Good yeah. thing we're not using film. What, I know, right? What, um, those mics then are ro- running into what? How did you guys, uh, you implement audio recorders? Did you go? I'm trying with- to remember. We had, we had the little, uh, little battery pack, uh, sonar things that, that, uh, gotcha. that are clipped onto us. That's the technical term, right? Battery pack uh, sonar. sonar. Yeah, because they'll tell you like if something how far away the fish are. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. great. Uh, That's their their other use. Yeah, I'm actually like when it comes to gear, I don't know anything. No, I mean that's. I'm pretty. I I get what you're saying. I mean that's the team dynamic you were communicating too. Um, but that's also the beauty of some of this stuff when it's so DIY, um, mm-hmm. and like you got to pick a team that. Um, you understand as, as a person, but also can show up with a certain skill set. I feel like it's going to be more in your face maybe. So you're going to have to like almost some of this tech stuff, you almost have to start to fall in love with. I, I can, yeah, I still yeah. have my people that I'll go to on lenses and gear and updates and all that sort of stuff or new amazing stuff in post-production that saves you time. Um, oh, right. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, it's more fun to mess with shots or overall ideas or the arc of the project. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, but that's so, I mean, that's just so interesting to me. You know, how, how do you, I love the idea of constructing something on a micro or small or non-budget or whatever you might call it. And so that's why I'm curious, just like, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, It's, it's affordable wireless lobs that really in the last few years have shown up more and more and do a great job. Yes. Yeah. They're not the big old school battery packs that used, they look like, they used to look like pages, which were big cash. I mean, not, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you could find versions, but a lot of the ones that I saw were, it was a serious investment. Oh yeah. So expensive. But yeah, now they, now they look like the little, uh, little credit card swiper things. There's little, uh, square things. Yeah. When they're like a tiny thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Now that that's interesting. And it, it worked most of the time, so it worked out. Worked out. Just that, I mean, I didn't really notice any audio issues, which is the best thing you want to hear. That's the greatest compliment. Exactly. You can give, I didn't think about what my my biggest, not even pet peeve, just like I can't watch something if they've not if there's not someone that thinks about that because I've just seen so many things that people put out and it's just you hear the whole time because they're not they're like not using any mics or they don't know how to or something i mean oh yeah that you can't get past you can't suck me into the world you're trying to show me if i'm hearing like the clattering of just like weird sounds yeah and they've tested that out supposedly and i don't even remember where i first heard this but the idea of messing up the sound or messing up the visual on on a show and how quickly people have to change the channel and the audio is something that just gets to you so quickly and it's obviously it's something it's the second thing you really think about with movies because um it's not in your face it's so easy to miss it but it's i mean that's why i'm drilling in on like okay then what did you plug those into literally because the sound was Mm -hmm. good yeah yeah and that's valuable again you know 
all credit goes to to Master Haldane McFall, cool. the British king, because he's just he's a fucking wizard and Great. um and thank God he doesn't know it. So he's working with me because he could be <laughs> he could be working with many other people instead. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's on his shit and like and any yeah, anything that I think of uh, in, within an edit he's literally thought of it right before or not right he just like thought of it before I did cool. he's like oh I was gonna say we should do this and go he's done it he knows yeah. he's the king man that's so um, but that stuff is, is mega important to me and it, and it is a mega compliment if you think the audio was good because that that just matters mm-hmm. no definitely um, just le- it allows me just to be with the characters and um, try to find a chair that's kind of a funny idea is like we should take movies and go add like too much room noise sound and see if it if it like r- ruins uh, like classic movie scenes. Oh, just add a big hiss in there. Yes, is the answer. I mean, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting anxious. <laughs> I just guess we don't have to test that. it. Yeah, like I'm starting to ha- like yeah, I'm like uh, stretching <laughs> the neck out of my shirt literally right now. <laughs> literally doing that. Oh man, I might make that video. I might make that video, and if I do, I'm sending it directly to you. Right. Nice. Yeah, just recut old classic movies with like updated aggressive rock and roll music, and that's what we got. Actually, every once in a while, those will hit. I'll find some old trailer to like um, Out of the Shadows or something. Or now I'm thinking that of the radio show. Um, find some old film noir trailer that's recut with some good modern music, but usually they don't. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually they don't hit. Um, um, yeah, man. Well, the more disturbing thing is using like the people they use like modern music. Uh, but they remake it with a little girl singing it for trailers now. That's Perfect. the mo- that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's, that's the most that's the most gross thing that they do in trailers nowadays. Like hearing a Nirvana song sung quietly by a little girl with a bunch of reverb on it. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, I guess that's supposed to be scary, but that just sounds horrible. And just mix the guitar to the very front, just so it's right in, yeah, right yeah. in your face. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the person that's producing the whole thing is the person that's stoked to redo that guitar riff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what other stuff is are you thinking about? I mean, not that you even need to have another project to turn around to, but um, I mean, that's one well, thing actually, that is on my mind. And then also just kind of chewing on different bits and scenes in the in the yeah in yeah. the project, um, and then also agreeing with you on how great it is to see Will's character become just so into himself and the outfit and the, <laughs> and the yeah and the fighting on stage of no this literally this literally is your life um you haven't written you haven't <laughs> written anything what do you mean um, so that's two questions at yeah. once or two options okay for okay you, you know. so i'll say this that we you know we, we released this and by that i mean we put it onto youtube and not many have seen it so <laughs> uh we, we've submitted it to like certain festivals and stuff but we found that we kind of did a similar problem where we, we have six episodes and you can't submit six episodes even in a web series. You can only submit like two usually. So okay. um, so we've submitted to festivals and stuff. And then a couple days ago, me and Hal got together and we just tried uh, to do a smash cut and take all six episodes and make them into a one. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because so, that's, that's narrative length and a short narrative, which mm-hmm. is maybe nice for some festivals to have a shorter narrative to fit. Yeah. Okay, so what what's exactly. the word on that? So for the sake of well, just for the sake of of try not not wanting to let this idea die, we're like we we smashed it into Good. a movie now, and we're gonna now resubmit to all the festivals. I love that. Um, and then that's it. You know, I mean, you, there's only so much you can do um, as far as promoting, it, and then you got to move on to the next. Right. And, and what you got to be careful be, with festivals because some are great, and then some can just be you know they're so happy to take your money. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, they're all happy to take the money. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Everybody's <laughs> usually happy to take the money. Um, and they've, None of them have sent me the money back yet. Okay. And they've not taken it. Yeah, but, it'll, um, it'll, I'm sure. Give it some time. But, um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do next, but, uh, but it'll, you know, it'll be me and Hal probably will, uh, and probably a bunch of the same, yeah, probably a bunch of the same people from both pilots, things we've made, because yeah. this is, like, our friend group. Um... But I don't know. We got a few ideas kicking. Yeah. Hal wants to get jumping on something because it's it's getting warm here, and then it's going to be too hot to do anything. So, right. either we're going to do something in the next couple months, or we're going to have to wait till winter. Clean the room for a second. Um, yeah. No, that makes sense, and I think it's smart to stick with it and make sure you follow through on promoting it. Um, yeah, yeah. And even if you feel swinging. like, I think you've done a pretty good job. Some of the stuff I've seen online, I've just. Uh, I think anytime. Oh, I shamelessly keep. I mean, I'm still like every day putting it up and going, check this out. So <laughs> right. I'm not letting it die yet. I think you kind of should. Every I feel like I'm more normally surprised at people under promoting than I am at people over mm-hmm. over promoting. I mean, I almost am never thinking this person is working on something they care about again. What are they doing? I, I don't know. It doesn't ever. Almost never bothers yeah, me. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times I, think everyone I is a little... see people just oh, mention it once. Like sometimes I'll just see people mention it once or twice. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. this is, you spend a lot of time on this. Let's keep showing up. I don't mind. Let's go. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 how I'm looking at it. It's just like, it, it it is kind of embarrassing to keep saying, repeating the same thing. Go look at this. But at the same time, once, uh, once a week or something, a friend or someone that I know that I haven't heard from in a long time will be like, Oh, send me that thing I forgot about. I didn't watch it, so it right. is, I think it does. You, yeah, you kind of have to keep. It's embarrassing, but you got to keep throwing it up. And and it's also it doesn't really matter because most people aren't thinking about you. It's yeah. just everyone's you know concerned with their own self image. But no, that's at this true. point, I'm 38. I'm bald. I got nothing to lose. Right, right. I'm saying let's promote. Well, this. there's also this element of like it, I I'm watched documentaries growing up of Bob Dylan being cool and just hanging out and not promoting his work and just making his art and then it gets to you. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's because he signed on with a giant company that was relent- yeah, relentlessly exactly. promoting and telling me yeah, a million yeah. times. And just because it's one step away, I'm like, oh. That's embarrassing for, I, you know, all that melted away as I got older and realized right, I love right. seeing people show up with their logo on their hat or wearing their own shirt mm-hmm. or hoodie. I just, I, yeah. more and more, I, you know, that's another version of this or whatever. But either way, yeah, I, I think Yeah, people shouldn't genius. be ashamed of, people shouldn't be ashamed of the things that they put all of their energy into. Like, right. you should be proud of it. Right. Um, and then just be... Um, I don't know. I was going to try to make some other joke with having nothing else to lose or baldness or something, but I have like zero bald jokes in the repertoire. Yeah, you got long hair. You're doing fine. Oh, yeah. I'm always just, I'm so focused on people's hairdos in general that I usually, I'm just so stressed about it that I don't think it's appropriate to joke about. And I just like saying hairdos. Uh, is like whenever I talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that in a while. Just to keep it super important and serious, hairdos. Um, it's my hair. Or to call out or a call back to uh, Life Aquatic whenever I can. I like a hairdo. Um, yeah, Wes Anderson. He's another. He's another one of. Uh, you know, I mean, me and a bunch of my friends all fell in love with Bottle Rocket, the first Wes Anderson movie, which had, looks like it's zero budget compared to the cr- amazing stuff he does sure. afterwards. Sure. But Bottle Rocket still holds up as one of the best ones. Like, I, I love Bottle Rocket still. And um, totally. That kind great. of thing is inspiring where you're like, oh, yeah, you don't need crazy budget 
it just has to be, you have to make something great. Yes, I mean, Bottle Rocket and Swingers were the two films that just did a double jaw drop on me when I saw them when yeah. I was younger. Because I loved Tombstone and Bad Boys and all these movies. But then when I saw that, um, I just, it was a whole new dimension of what you could do. And it still was good. But it's just people playing video games and trying to talk to girls at bars and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just so interesting. And those two movies, like, it was Swingers Hit Me First, and then Bottle Rocket was right there to just, um, you can just sit next to the pool and have a scene about a leaf being in the pool uh, and, mm -hmm. and beating, up, yeah. beating up your brother because of it, you know. So, dude, the tone of <laughs> yeah. Bottle Rocket, though, and I I didn't even want to make too, too big of a point of it because sometimes I feel like people are easily exhausted by Wes Anderson just because they maybe they think... Yeah, I get it. It's just color palette, and they're totally mm -hmm. totally mistaken. Um, or maybe they have other reasons that are reasonable. But the tone of that to the project is de I, I definitely feel the same taste. Um, and that's part oh, cool. of what I love so much about Bottle Rocket is this wanting so bad to be a part of something and not really yeah, knowing yeah. how to do it and just doing it anyway and just trying to not be too negative or focused on how it's not going well. Uh, mm -hmm. It's beautiful, yeah, yeah. you know. Like that's the team scene after the "Don't touch the gun" thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So and the delusion of you get to have your like your buddy kind of you you help each other have a delusion kind of. Yes, like you're, you're enabling each other to keep wasting your lives. Yeah, which I think a lot of people freak out because they're used to going the other direction in a movie and just thinking mm -hmm. like I want the delusion of jumping off the train with one bullet and twisting and hitting yeah, the yeah. bad guy. <laughs> And you're doing the other right. side, which is just honestly too honest. Like that's what humans yeah, exactly. do: is create it's, delusions it's with their buddies. Real, yeah, you know? mm -hmm. yeah. So it's there's this weird dramatic beauty to it for me, uh, even though I'm just laughing because um, brainstorm session number one is looking for paper and then trying to find a chair to sit in. You know, so. <laughs> Uh, right on cool man, oh, man that, oh, another great compliment I'll be sure to tell Will that yeah cool no I was uh, well when he came through town not too long ago it was good I tried to make a point to go through there um, and I was giving up oh yeah you saw him right okay yeah cool. they were I forget they were at um, a place on the east side and I had never stood in line there before and so was in the process of taking a selfie to send to him to prove to him that I attempted to see him. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, Jeremy and saw us and Joy saw us and came out and brought us in some other entrance. Or something. Okay, yeah. So it was good to yeah, see. He, had, he just got married and he, he was in Nashville for a, a little wedding. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got to meet her and so got saw to him recently. Uh, yeah. see him. So that was cool. Another dude I hadn't seen in years, but I always appreciated uh, him from from back in the day all the way up through now. So uh. yeah, you guys. I mean, you've you've known him before I knew him. Like you guys right. went to school together, early school days. I know, crazy, right? So, and even that's what's nice. I mean, honestly, there's plenty of people that are awesome and become whatever, and vice versa. But it is nice when, kind of as far back as I could think of, Will, which I have known that dude for a long time. Um, he's always um, just been a an easygoing and up for a good time. Uh, in a reason, yeah, in a reasonable yeah. way, kind of guy. So, and secretly very funny. Oh um, well, that's the up for a good time in a reasonable way because we would. That's probably how I knew him. Was like, oh, this is a guy I can pass in the hall, and we'll get a we'll get four good one liners in, 
Right. And we're happy for five minutes until math class starts or something. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, it's funny because he doesn't, he doesn't publicly necessarily show that, which is also why it was really fun for him to be this <laughs> character um, in, this, in the project where he becomes like outlandishly cocky and yes. crazy. Um, it, was, it was very exciting for me to go, oh, I can't wait for all of our friends to see Will doing this because he's just not, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't try to go do that. Right, yeah, to have the opportunity and the freedom to go into it. Um, no, I was stoked that you guys were not, uh, it was real, but it was also absurd, and it was a great balance. Um, Catherine O'Hare, am I saying her name right? The um, lady from Home Alone through... Yeah, yeah. Mocking, yeah, she is such a master. Um, mm-hmm. Even Schitt's Creek is the most recent thing over the years I've seen her in. Um, oh, yeah, that show's great, too. Yeah, where she can give you... The, it's absurd, but it feels so honest. So anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, fun and yeah, yeah. Good, good job roping in uh, the buddies and creating an opportunity for them to to deliver. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Hell um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, this feels good. I had a few kind of like true questions of just like, how did you guys? Okay. Te- I mean, no, but I that we got through basically of just like, oh, oh we did. Curious okay, about the production and curious about the mics and stuff. Yeah. In a kind of a more of a technical sense, and um, because I love that, just like the people that are trying to produce something from the ground up with what they have around them, um, that that relies on the idea and the tone and the delivery. Um, yeah. How yeah. are we actually doing it? What cameras? What rigs? And what mics? And all that stuff. So, um, and it's cool to hear like uh, shooting ratios and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I know. Like it's very cool. Walter Merch that, uh, talks about. When he was working on Apocalypse Now, the shooting ratio was just like insane with that. Maybe I forget what it was. I don't want to just oh, make really? up a number, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah, some of those directors they get away with it. Yeah. They're like, we're shooting all day, baby. We're getting yeah. one scene, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then when I guess Marlon Brando shows up and he hasn't no idea what the movie is, and it, you're like, I guess we're just gonna <laughs> right. improv for a while. That's part of it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Learning the movie while it's being made, yeah, that'll be that'll cost some time. <laughs> yeah, um, but it'll be cool to see. You know, I don't know everything that gets made. You guys might be able to get it down to a five to one ratio if that's even your goal, or you get you get comfortable with your editing style and the next thing you're shooting. You know, like every new project, there's a few few things that you guys have already communicated on, um, and yeah, now whether totally. it's on set or afterwards or uh, wherever, um, it should be a. a bit easier so it's yes it we should be getting better we will see well only time will tell if we get better right right depends on how clean the room gets Um, and i literally (laughs) like tonight was like i'm gonna clean my clean this room so maybe that's (laughs) maybe it's good you said that because i need to do something more aggressive i don't know Um, yeah it's time to get aggressive yeah cool man well dude um any you know this podcast is set up so that whenever i want i can just hit up somebody and riff with them like that's the whole goal oh, of it cool. is to not stress about it and to not be on a schedule so yeah, um, yeah. i plan to just kind of keep it sitting here and at moments it'll fill up and at other times it'll sit open but anytime you're curious or want to riff on stuff or, or you know all that let me know and we'll throw throw you back in the mix um, thanks for Hells yeah. getting in the mix this Yeah, well, time. let's do it again, and uh, and I'll bring Will next time. We do a, a multi-call. Yeah, nice. Nice.